Welcome to the Shattered Order Podcast with your hosts, Goodnight Punk and Windkiller Inc. This week on the Guild Poll, we talk about Wedge's future, we break down this week's patch notes, mention the quote-unquote community update, and more. Welcome back to the Shattered Order Podcast. It's me, Dan, also known as Goodnight Punk, and I'm back here with my friend Michael, also known as Windkiller Inc. How you doing, Michael? Doing pretty good. It's Friday, and I'm ecstatic for the weekend. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. A little bit confused. Recording on a Friday, back to the normal schedule. Yeah, it's a little weird. We haven't done this in quite a while, have we? Been a few weeks, but it's nice. We don't have to do the whole uh, schedule dance. Yeah, that's a bit of a pain. Then the podcast <laughs> gets out late, and yeah, it's big pain in the ass. This is much easier. No. I like it. It works for me. Well, we got some good information this week. Not so much from the community update so much, but uh, got a good poll in there and some patch notes that got a lot of bugs and a few other things in there. And so main topic today is kind of going over some of the anti-droid characters that are in the game right now and what our thoughts on whether they'll be any good or not, whether farming them now to get them ready is worth it but uh yeah should be interesting i there were a lot less of them than i thought there were yeah uh i kind of thought there would be a few more than there actually were but it's kind of nice because most of these characters don't seem like they're really used anywhere else they're kind of worthless for the most part but it kind of seemed like they built this right make them useful so we'll see definitely how do you know how many characters are total in this game right now Ooh, uh let's see i am going to guess um 70 70 yeah well five out of 70 for droids that's an interesting percentage there i thought it'd be more but you know not a whole lot of droids anyway in the game right now yet, so. Yeah, well, let's start with the guild poll. What do you think? Sounds good. All right, well, this week I tried to come up with something more relevant to what was going on right now. We were thinking of uh, asking about what your guilds or our guild was planning to do when the new raid came out as far as picking which one we were going to run or other guilds were going to run, but kind of thought that that wouldn't be as good of a idea not knowing what the rewards are, don't you think? I think those, uh, what you want from the raid will probably drive which one you you pick, at least uh, depending on what there is. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. Um I think it'll be easier to know, you know, once we actually see what the rewards are and see if there's maybe more currency with it and all that stuff. But Yeah, because I've heard several ideas of what people thought the gear or the rewards would be like. And some people think that instead of Han shards, when you do heroic on the rank or the tank raid, that you'll get uh, the mods that are the rewards that they've announced for this. But 
someone else brought up a good point that maybe they were going to keep the tank raid not giving gear, but instead giving mods when you finish it, and keep giving out Han Solo shards. So no gear from the tank raid, instead you get mods and Han Solo shards, and then you can do the Rancor to get the gear and the Han Solo shards. So I think that one would make the most sense, but uh, sometimes the thing that makes the most sense doesn't actually end up happening with these guys, so... Yeah, that's true. That's pretty interesting, uh, kind of making you decide which one you want to go. I could see that causing some issues as well as far as people in the guild that actually need the raid, uh, you know, the raid gear versus just wanting mods. Yeah, especially if all they're giving for mods-wise is the uh, counter and extra turn or whatever the stun, whatever they end up being, you know? Yeah. So, who knows? Well, I guess we'll find out what it is, and then we can see what people think then. But for now, the question we came up with was... Hold on one do second. You... Um, okay. Uh, you asked me what how many characters I thought were in the game. I went through and yeah. counted it up there so I can go while you're talking. There are mm-hmm. currently 90. 90, okay. I was thinking somewhere like 110. I thought I'd heard that, but 90 makes sense. So, basically, average our answers, and we're right. Yeah, right in the middle. Perfect. Well, cool. That's good to know. Now I won't forget that. So, what I was sure... I think I was in the middle saying? I'm not sure. Anyway, the guild poll... Oh, no. (laughs) I thought you were like, stop the podcast. I'm like, okay. What happened? All right, anyways... Question, do you think Wedge will go to the shipment store, go to a shipment store, once he's finished as the monthly person? And 61% of people said yes, 15% said no, and 23% said no, but he'll get a cantina node. So a lot of people saying yes, not a lot of people saying no. And some people not thinking it'll be shipment, but Cantina node, which, which seems to happen with those guys. But uh, for those that said shipment store, kind of broke down which one they thought he'd go to. And this one still surprised me to give the answers that were given because 33% say Cantina, 44% say Guild, and 11% each for Galactic War and Arena. Now, I can see Arena, because they've been getting a lot of people lately. Guild just got Dengar. Cantina, who have they gotten recently? Anyone? Oh, they got the uh, Scavenger. Yeah. Jawa Scavenger. Yep. But no, this is the one I thought it would be. It would be Galactic War. The last person we got was what, Cad Bane? And how long ago was that? Yeah, that's a good point. But the only thing with Galactic War is... I mean, they're it's pretty quick farm. I'm not sure if they'd want to, you know, give a former Rhodium character as a pretty easy and quick farm. That's the reason I thought it would be the guild store, but I wouldn't mind it if it was Galactic War. You know, I hadn't thought about that fact either. That's a good point. He was a Rhodium, and he hasn't even been in Chromium, so... There's a good argument he might just go straight to Chromium, but if not, 
then you're you're probably right somewhere in more of a cantina slash guild where it's a little longer farm. Yeah. Just so those people that paid get the most out of their guy the longest. Yep. Especially now that he's been redone and all that good stuff. Yeah, that's the only reason I wouldn't think that he'll go straight to Chromium is they just reworked him. You would think that they want people to have him and play with him, you know? Yeah. Because they they made Biggs kind of dependent on Wedge, right? Because Biggs as himself, really not that great. People don't use him for anything. But supposedly with Wedge now, he's supposed to be way better. So if you can't get Wedge or you don't want to pay for Wedge, kind of just defeats the purpose of that guy and the rework for a long time, you know? Yep. So. Well, we'll see like we always do, where they end up. But with my guess that Leah was going to go to free-to-play and being right on that one, I'm going to guess that this guy will go free-to-play also. That's my that's my guess. Mark it down, and we'll see if I'm right this time. Yep. Maybe we'll find <laughs> out next week or so. That would be cool. Give us more news next week. Oh, like well, news. actually, I guess it would be next month. They'll wait until he's no longer oh, yeah, character right. of the month, probably. So, <laughs> Yeah, that would make sense. Well, this Wednesday, it came out with patch notes. Really didn't push out much in the way of patch info. Well, not info. In the game. Said it was going to take 48 hours or so to get the stuff in the game, and it pretty much did. But they did put out the notes on Wednesday, and updated them out three or four times with new information, so that was kind of weird. I hadn't seen that from them yet before, have you? I haven't. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Like, usually if they added to the notes, they would add a reply in the notes and add the new information in there, but this time it was like no way to know what extra stuff was added. I went through and read it before we started the podcast, and there were still new things in the notes that I hadn't seen the first two times I looked at it. Interesting. So that was odd. Yeah, yeah, because everyone was... Well, let me say this. When it came out on Wednesday, no one really believed that nothing had happened, so they went searching like they always do. And the thing that they found, the only thing that was found on Wednesday was that the credit pack in the store, the text had changed. You heard about this? Mm, no, I haven't actually. So in in uh, true Reddit form, everyone found that this the credit pack text had changed, right? So before it said, you know, small number not worth your crystals at the front, and you know some multiple of a hundred thousand k at the end. So not a very good range to make you want to buy this thing. Well, then they changed it to, say, 1.5 million on the end, right? Which, if you pull eight packs of the credit and every one of them hit for the most it could get, would be 1.5 million credits. But the odds of that happening, someone did the math on Reddit and it was like 0.005%, something to that effect. Right? Yeah, as you're laughing, see, this is where everyone get went nuts. They're like, ah, oh, they're misrepresenting this again, blah, blah. Well, I'm not surprised they did it, 
that is still a possibility. It could happen. And by putting that large number there, they might trick someone into buying it. So I don't have a problem with them doing that as long as I know myself that the chances of that is really small. So yeah, it's they're trying to make money. and though. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of things in there that just... They'll unlock a new character, pay $15 to get stuff that will really only take you like 30 minutes of game time. You yeah. know, there's a lot of stuff like that, but yeah. it was something small and it was the only thing that showed up and it wasn't. Okay. So the only reason I brought it up was because that change that everyone found on Wednesday was not in the first two edits of the sh- patch notes. They're like, oh, it was stealth. No one, they weren't going to tell us, blah, blah. It was crazy. Just trying People to keep it under nuts. the radar, I guess. Yeah. Well, it entered the patch notes at some point because it is in there. So, but that's the one I saw right before we recorded. So there's been stuff added in there like crazy the past two days. But there is some good stuff in there, which includes one of our favorite events, the Omega event. Woohoo! Right? Give me some more of them sweet Omegas. Yeah, no kidding. Love them. <laughs> The Empire, so it's going to take place tomorrow, if you're listening to this not on Friday, and it won't even come out till tomorrow, so today, or yesterday, or whenever you listen to this, on August 6th and 7th, they will do the Omega event, so during the weekend. And on the 6th, I will not be able to finish it, because it is Empire and Ewoks. It's only, you only... Uh, require three characters, correct? Or at least that's the way the previous ones have been, if I remember correctly. Yes, I think you're right on that. So, fortunately, uh, shouldn't be too bad to come up with three characters for most people. Yeah, I'm sure that after the Empire Assault event, a lot of people had Empire, so they'll probably be able to finish that one. And a lot of people have Ewok teams, so they'll be able to do it. I, for one, off the top of my head, can't think of any Empire or Ewoks that I have, so. I might be fighting with, like, level 33s just to see if I can get the credits and the the ability mats, but I probably won't get the Omega that day. Good luck. I'll probably be using Tebow with um, Royal Guard and Vader or something like that. That makes sense. Yeah, my Tebow is... Level one, two hundred or three hundred and thirty shards out of fifty or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, you need to get some work done on him. <laughs> someday, someday he'll probably get leveled. We'll see. But the next day on the seventh, it's first order and Jawas. So I'm probably not going to finish that one either. Actually, I have Jawas. So Dotcha and Jawa and. Phasma might be able to get me through it. Yeah, that shouldn't be too bad. Yeah, so we shall see. But really cool that they're bringing that back again. And as far as I can tell, unprompted. So just kind of a, here's an event. We haven't had one in a few weeks. After having them every week, one or two a week, we finally get some back. So I'm pretty excited about that. Maybe helping us prep for the new raid that's coming up. Yeah, that would be interesting if it was kind of like a hint 
that they're not going to tell you. Be interesting. Yep. So the next part they had was a new pack, which is kind of interesting. It's resistance and first order packs. It's it's labeled to help you be able to finish the mod challenges. So resistance, which is speed mods, and first order, which is which one were the first order? I wonder. Potency, I believe. Yeah. So trying to help you get the characters to finish these mod challenges. They're a little steep for my blood, but I'm sure there'll be people that want to get them. But they're 1,199 crystals, which equals out to probably, let's say, eight bucks a pack, somewhere like that. And I love the I love the wording on it. It says guarantees 10 to 50 character shards. That's a large range for range for a guarantee, right? That may be a large range, but that's better than what they give you half the time on these things. True. I just when I hear guarantee, I think that they're going to give me a solid number, right? Not a range. Like yeah. there's really no guarantee in a range. Well, haven't the most of the previous packs just been set at I believe 22. So I mean, if it's yeah. 10 to 50, you've probably got a decent chance at getting more than the number that they've used historically. Yes, true. Thinking these packs are probably a little bit more expensive, so I don't know. Yeah. I, I think overall, depending on how much they're selling for crystals, what you're getting is kind of scaled and not like one's a better deal than the other. Just kind of keeping them all even you know for the amount you pay because you're also guaranteed 350k at the least or you can get 525 or even up to a million credits and a bunch of ability materials so you get a good decent amount for that i probably won't buy any because i know if i do it won't do me any good to unlock anyone right now so yeah that's out there people want it it's already out there you can buy it 10 times and i think it's there for like five days six days is it 10 times per day or is it 10 times total the patch note said 10 times total so also the galactic gear packs are returning again so they must be selling enough of those that bringing them back is a good investment for them and they're really not that expensive, and you do get a good amount, so I don't, I don't think uh, that's a bad deal for people that like to buy them. Probably not getting all they can out of their raid rewards, and so that helps them out. Especially those guys that are stuck in the guilds that may not run Tier 7. Yeah, I never thought about that. That's a good point. That, that alone would be a good reason to buy them. Uh, have, you, have you ever bought any of those? I bought one and included it in my three packs that it opened was Mark V laptops, which I had like 500 of. So I'm like, oh, okay, these are an option. I don't know if I'm going to buy this again. Yeah. that's. <laughs> you would think they would keep stuff like that out of there intentionally, just, you know. All right. So it's like, I thought it was all gear or grade gear. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not things so, I can get from challenges. 
It's a little discouraging when that happens. Yeah. It's all right. The other, I got some furnace parts and droid collar parts, so the other two were pretty good. Nice. Yeah, definitely. So do you hear about what happened with this next stuff? you want to talk about it? Sure. Um, all right. They changed the Sunday Guild activity to include any event that takes Cantina energy. Um, Effectively so, ending Wink's chances of ever going for character shards. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's you don't exactly have to do your three did. every day now. <laughs> yep, that's true. Uh, and I'm, I mean, I'm kind of glad they did this. Uh, the next one, next thing, I'm kind of frustrated with at the moment. Um, they changed the daily cantina activity to include anything that takes cantina energy. So today, on Friday, I saved that challenge until the update pushed out, had some energy saved up, went to use Mm -hmm. it, and it does not appear to be registering on mine. Um, I don't know if other people have had this issue, but I am not able to collect my Omega today because it's not not registering the battles. I've tried Cantinas, I've tried the mod challenges, and it's not doing anything. So Okay, well then I got some really bad news for you. Uh-oh. Okay, so I did mine earlier this morning. So I finished it, and I will be able to get my Omega. But then, on top of it, I received an in-game mail with the rewards for finishing the Cantina daily and another inbox with the rewards for finishing the all your dailies. So today, I got two Omegas. I got your Omega. <laughs> I can hear the silence. I'm leaving the silence there intentionally. That's. Are you kidding <laughs> are you, me? I can hear the steam coming out of your ears. Like I don't know if they pushed out the wrong thing and like sent the uh, the rewards to people that had already finished it and not the people that didn't. But once I heard you saying that just now, I'm like, oh, no shit. I, I got him. <laughs> I got him twice. Wow. Yeah. I. It it won't let me collect them at all. Like it doesn't register anything, so it just sits there with saying I need to complete three Cantina energy battles and collect my daily rewards. And that's super lame, man. I feel bad. I thought I thought for at least for sure you'd get the uh, the inbox stuff. Yeah. Well, and the whole point was I was like I will save my Cantina energy until the update pushes out. That way. I don't have to waste them on stupid character shards. And yeah. there you go. It cost me an Omega. Great. That sucks. Well, at least they got the Omega event. <laughs> yeah. I know. That's that's no consolation. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. I can't believe. Have, so have you, like, force restarted the game anytime recently? Maybe it'll pop in your inbox. Yeah, I did. I mean, I, I did get, I mean, the, uh, you know, the... Uh, gift that they sent out, the update and everything, um, mm-hmm. the rewards. I did get that, so I mean, I got it. But oh, okay, okay, good. At least that. Uh, yeah, you just but, didn't get the double dose. Yeah, it was, 
All right. Well, I feel a little less worse then. At least they did send it to the people that it was supposed to go to. Yeah, it's still, still frustrating. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I, I, I agree. Well, and, and I said on this, and I was pissed about this for quite a while before I went back and realized that they had sent something to my inbox. So it, it's, it's still built up, is what I'm saying. The frustration. Yeah, I gotcha. Well, then let's talk about something else so we can hey, great idea. cool you down a little. <laughs> hey, nice segue. Uh, the next thing is oh, hey, they, look cha- at that. <laughs> they changed the uh, cooldown period after leaving a guild to 48 hours. So 48 hours after you leave a guild, you cannot collect any raid rewards. What do you think about this change? I think that they said something about it a month ago, and it's finally in the game. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. So, but, yeah, it's good. I, it's, I don't think that guild hopping has been as big of an issue lately. I don't haven't heard anything about it really since the whole uh, team instinct stuff. But yep, yeah, it, and it's a good fix. It means keeps people from just jumping around. So yep, I agree. I like it. I, it will never affect me at all. So yeah, it me really. Either. <laughs> kind of got the cool new guild messages. I really like this. I don't understand why I wasn't there to begin with, but, you know, maybe they just didn't uh, worry about the guild chat as much as just putting out the guild, guilds in general, you know. But it's they got new guild messages popping up when a player joins or is accepted by an officer or player leaves the guild, player is promoted... Players demoted, players removed. This, to me, is a really nice addition because sometimes I'll go and look at our guild roster and see it at 49 out of 50. And then I'll have to go through our whole roster on my Excel spreadsheet and figure out who it was that decided they wanted to leave. (laughs) So at least it just pops up right there now. Yeah, that's right. At least I know. Uh, something else I really like that they noted is it will actually notify you when a phase is completed. Oh, nice. Yeah, that is pretty good. Then I don't have uh, to keep pushing that out in uh, our guild chat. Yeah, because, you know, uh, for people that aren't in the guild, like we use Discord and send announcements like once phase one's complete. So it'll be nice if you're already in the game. It'll just it will pop up, get notified, and... I got a few more of those raid ones, right? Uh, yeah. What were the other ones? Um, raid being able to be launched. Uh, let's. Oh, it'll notify you uh, when the raid's completed, when the raid starts, uh, and who the top contributor was in the raid. Oh, nice. So it'll put their name in the guild jet. That'll be interesting. Yeah. Very cool. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. I like these. We don't use the guild met chat very much, but uh, it'll be nice to have these things toned in there so you don't have to try to search for it all yourself. Yeah, it's almost more like a little newsletter or something rather than, you know, a, I guess, <laughs> chat. But that's kind of yeah, what the it guild news, The guild news feed. I like it. <laughs> Perfect. 
Uh, next thing we I noted here was the data card update slash credit hoopla, but I kind of explained that already, so. Uh, there were a lot of bugs that were updated. I don't know that we want to go into them too crazy, but one thing that we can mention here that we talked about last week is they fixed our Kygon bug that we didn't want them to yeah, fix. Yeah, we only got to enjoy it for another week. Right? We called it. We knew it was coming. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Oh, but well. on the flip side, they fixed Kygon's dispel so that it's always going to give offensive up, so... You win some, you lose some. Yep. Take it. Because whenever he would dispel and not get offensive up to everyone, that really sucked. Especially if you have it Omega and you were going to get it for three turns and then you got it for zero. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was disheartening. So. We got something here for the community update. And we really only have one little little tick here, and it says, what update? A little thin, a little thin this week. <laughs> yep. I don't, know, I don't know if this five-point system they've used the last two weeks is what they're going to stick with, but I do not like it at all. It seems almost like it's like, here is some information because we needed to put this out, and we said we'd put this out every week, but there was a whole lot of non-substance there. Yeah. Oh, well. But, hey, the same questions that have been asked for two or three weeks were answered, and they were the same answers. So we'll see if they say them again next week. Actually, we'll (laughs) see how many people on the forums continue to ask the questions. Yeah, they should they should start those updates. They should start sending them to our inbox in the game. That way they make sure everybody reads it. Yeah, for sure. Well, we were talking about that today. Something popped up. There was a... Oh, we don't have this listed anywhere in the notes. So I'll just bring it up now. There were raid rewards that were being handed out for past raids that were missed or somehow not given to certain players and uh, those raid rewards were bugged so people could collect them again and again and again again like last time and so really once again same raid thing and there was a big update on the forums that luckily someone linked in the guild chat that said from EA Jesse if you have these Collect them once, do not collect them any more times, or there will be punishment, just like there was last time. Okay, that makes sense, but here's where it ties into what we were just talking about. That never made it into the in-game messages. Yeah. Why? No, that's... <laughs> Don't you think more people would be met, would be... see that, you know? Yeah, it's a serious problem. I mean, it... It's easy for them to send out a message like that. I mean, if they can't get it right the first time and keep from having it to where everybody can collect multiple times, send out a in-game notification, newsletter thing, or whatever that you kind of have to click through, you know, when you start up the game or whatever, saying, mm-hmm. collect this only once, or something along those lines. I mean... I don't know. It's, it's just the lines of communication are 
they're fractured somehow. It's like they assume everyone checks the forums all the time, and I know that there are people that don't, you know. So we got there are people in our guild that don't. There are people in every guild that don't. It's like it, and that's not a bad thing. I don't. You shouldn't have to check the forums for that type of information, you know. I completely agree. I mean, hell, the so. first three months I played this game, I probably, I don't even think I knew about the forums. Yeah, exactly. So it's not something that is required to play this game. But somehow, if you're te- giving me instruction on the forums and I've never been there, how am I going to know? Yep. Now, obviously, a bug like that, you should probably not click that thing a hundred times, but. <laughs> Yeah. Still, getting out the information in a way that everyone in the game will read. Because that's one thing, right? Put it on the forums, certain amounts of players in the game will read it. If you put it in the game, anyone that plays the game will have to read it. So, yep. you don't have to go anywhere. be a lot easier that it, way. But. Yeah, it's just, just a point we were talking about in Guild Chat today, just didn't really make a lot of sense how they don't put more messages like those in the game i don't know so oh well well um i guess onto our main topic um with all the talk of the you know the new uh, droid slash tank raid coming up We're going to talk about some anti-droid characters, Uh, go over some of those, some of, you know, what makes them good, how we think they might be able to be used, and, well, just do a little theory crafting again, and I guess we'll see if any of this pans out. Yeah, it'd be nice to come back and listen to this again later and see if any of our thoughts on these five guys... uh, not five guys at the burger place, but these five guys. <laughs> how how that how that pans out for us. So, one thing I just thought of before we get into this, I'm curious if the tank is going to be labeled droid. Because I didn't think about that till just now. Yeah, I thought about that, and I don't know. It's, I mean, I think technically the tank is operated by droids. If I remember yeah. correctly, so I would, it's not the sentient itself, you know. Yeah, so I would think that it's probably not going to be classified as a droid, but who knows? Eh, it would make sense. I mean, some of these phases in the Rancor raid, certain guys that are awesome at the first tier or first phase aren't very good at the Rancor phases, you know. So. Depending on what's going on, some other people might be better in this part than the grievous part or the slew of OOM droids and that other tank droid. So, yep. We shall see. That we shall. Well, the uh, the first character we've got here is Jawa. Um, biggest things, or the main thing for him is that special uh, stun surprise which deals special damage to all enemies, and it has a 75% chance to stun droids for a turn and a 25% chance to stun another enemy for one turn. And his potency is 33%, which I assume the potency is kind of going to 
be a similar issue to the Rancor raid that you're going to need to have a hell of a lot more potency on them than what they come with normally. Yeah. I was... I'm looking at these numbers, and I'm like, 33%, that seems awful low, right? So these numbers that we put in the notes are top gear level, top Omega uh, skills. So yes. this is the top that they can get from their gear. Now, I see potency 33%, right? And I think, dang, that's awful low. But then I remember that potency was normalized, right? So what are the what are some of the more potent characters before this normalization, right? I mean, what do you or some you can think of? Qui Gon, I think, was the most potent at two hundred forty percent prior, and after the change, I believe he was sixty percent. And I mean, he was by far the most potent. So okay, so yeah, then I Phasma, Phasma before had a pretty good potency number 120ish i think yeah it was it was in the point where you were happy to use him because you thought you were going to get something out of it right yep but his potency now in the normalized is a 36% at top gear level without mods so i just wanted to put that out here at top so if while we're saying this and we're saying these potency numbers you're not thinking wow that's terrible you know yeah so if you want to put look at Kaigon, one of the best ones without mods, is a 63%. Phasma, which was serviceable without mods at their a higher gear level, is at 36%. So going into this first guy, Jawa, his is 33%. So it's actually not that bad of a number than it so- as it sounds. And something else is if you get, I believe, like the 4-dot mods... Uh, if you get the plus sign looking one, regardless mm-hmm. of the bonus, uh, believe it goes up to tw- it's either twenty one or twenty three percent potency. So a five dot would probably go a little bit higher than that. So I mean, it's pretty easy to add over twenty percent potency to a character, and then probably another three or four percent through the rest of the mods, quite easily. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So I'd say somewhere. 30% or higher 30% or higher you're probably sitting pretty good considering where the characters were beforehand. Yeah. And so. something else to consider like uh tier 7 of the Rancor. Um I know phase 1 like Tebow if you have him around 60% potency, I mean he lands almost everything. But with 60% against the Rancor, he's kind of hit or miss a lot more so. Maybe mm-hmm. 50% or so. Uh, so it'll yeah, kind of depend they drop on... that 15% in the raid from the Rancor. Yeah. So. So I'll be curious to see exactly what potency they have on, you know, the different levels. And mm-hmm. we'll obviously talk about that, you know, once the once we actually get our hands on the raid. But that'll they be the... those sweet, sweet raid uh, rules or special abilities that'll be nice to go over oh yeah yeah that's gonna be fun that'll be a hell (laughs) of a podcast coming at some point this month yeah we know that much for sure (laughs) but as far as jawa goes that's special the fact that you can if he's got a decent 
potency, a 75% chance to stun droids for one turn. Sounds pretty dang good to me. And that's an AoE, if I remember correctly, isn't it? Yes. So if he he has a 75% chance, and if he has good potency, he has a good chance of pulling all those guys into a stun. I I doubt you'll ever get all of them, and if you do, someone screenshot it and put a picture of it up, because that'll be cool. Oh, for sure. there's a good chance if there's... Because from the picture on the video, it looked like there was about six OOM droids along with the main guy. And that would put seven guys out there. So if you can stun five out of seven, or even four out of seven with one shot, I'd take that. Yeah, no kidding. They'll buy you a lot of time. Exactly. And since since his potency is not that bad, you might be able to get that to actually happen. And it's a 75% chance from just the ability, so not too shabby. Not too bad at all. I was actually kind of surprised there were, there, out of the five Jawas, there were only really two that did anything against droids, you know what I mean? Yeah, that was, that was something I was going to ask you about. Uh, seems a little They're strange kinda... given that, I mean, that's the Jawas thing is droids. Yeah, the well, the one thing about it is, there's these are the two that go against droids, but within the other three of them, and even some in these two, they actually buff your own droids. So they kind of just all work together in some way with droids. So it's interesting the way they did it. It's not an all damage to droids team, or an all aid if you have droids on your team type of deal. I, so. I believe uh, Dotcha also has a little bit on his special but um, it's nothing. Or some sort of bonus on a special going against droids but it's nothing near what uh, the Jawa or Jawa Scavenger have. I got it. I've just pulled it up. So it says, you're right. It's a deal special damage to all enemies with a 50% chance to inflict ability block for one turn and a 50% chance to stun droids for one turn. So he has, he basically has a 50% chance instead of the 75 like Jawa, but he also can ability block. So that's also nice. Oh, yeah. So he would be worth putting in there. What's his potency? Actually, Dotsha's potency is 45%. Ooh, so he's got a good potency, too. Yeah. He starts off pretty high. That's a bad. good, good uh, bring-in there. I don't know how I missed him, but that's definitely a good potency, good ability there. If you can get ability blocks or stuns on, or both on different droids, that'll that would be huge. Yeah, for sure. Let's see here. The next guy is Jawa Scavenger. He starts out at 27% potency. He's the lowest of the five guys we got here. But still, 27% isn't absolutely terrible, but it's definitely lower on that scale because each 1% is a whole lot more than it used to be. No, well, yeah. covers a lot more ground between percents on this 100% scale. Yeah. Well, that would be backwards, wouldn't it? Whatever. 
27% is not <laughs> as good as 45%. So <laughs> I'm just king of the obvious tonight, all right? Just roll with it. Hey, it's light. <laughs> yeah. So his basic is the one that does stuff to droids, and his basic is dem- dismantle. Deal physical damage to target enemy with a 50% chance to inflict offensive down for two turns. This chance is doubled against droids. So, 100% chance to inflict offense down for two turns. I think that's that's huge. Offense down, I think, is one of the most useful uh, debuffs, especially in the raid. I know against the Rancor, you put offense down on him, and he's... It makes a massive difference. So I'll be curious to see if it kind of has a similar effect in the next raid. Um, but the only thing about the scavenger is, like you said, he has the lowest potency of anyone. So might be a little bit of work. You may have to work on getting some of those, pot- you know, uh, multiple potency bonus mods so that you can build that up to maybe 60% or so. Yeah, something serviceable, because that 100% chance to land offensive down just off the the skill, and then if you throw on your 60% potency, if you were able to get offensive down on, you know, 4 out of 7 or 5 out of 7 of those guys, that, that's a pretty big deal. And it's two turns, not just one turn, so yep. take it. Now, this is the one I really wanted to talk about after hearing EA Jesse last week say, the Ugnaught is good, and then talking to Giggles, who has Ugnaught, saying that he doesn't hit hard, so he doesn't see how this would work in the raid. There's a few things with him that I think will make him work in the raid. So let's go over this. First off, his potency starts off... Okay, fully geared, potency, 46%. Everyone's got a fully geared Ugnaught. You don't? I know I do. (laughs) I love that dude. People made fun of me, but... (laughs) I'm just kidding, I don't have him. But I will. I will have him. I've decided. But anyways, potency, 46%. Basic. Oh, I should say, every one of his moves is good against droids. So that right there already... With a good potency, I like it. But anyways, deal physical damage to target enemy. This attack deals 100% more damage and inflicts defense down to droids. So not only are you dealing 100% more damage than he normally does, you are inflicting defensive down, defense down with a starting potency of 46%. So give him a little bit more potency, and there's a good chance you're going to be hitting double what he does now which might be terrible sounds like it's terrible but if you can get up to like 4,000 hit points every time he does his basic then that's serviceable to me yep. and inflict defensive defense down that's just added bonus so I know I hear it on the tip of your tongue uh, I was Unless about just to go breathing somewhere really hard. no go ahead <laughs> Alright. His special droid experts deal special damage to all enemies. So here we go, another one of these. Special damage to all enemies with a 75% chance to stun droids for one turn. So starting potencies 
already 13% higher than the highest guy we've talked about so far, with a 75% chance to stun droids for one turn. So there's another AoE chance for AoE stun. So that special like is an chance. AoE? Yes. What about his basic? Says, is that targeted? Yes. Single target? Yep, so the first one's single target, second one's all enemies with the AoE chance to stun droids. 75% chance. Pretty sweet. Already, yeah, that's another good chance there. And then his unique, this is the one I like, especially if there's seven droids like I was thinking there was from the video. Listen to this. Unique, one step ahead. Ugnot gains 9% evasion for each droid enemy. And gains 25% turn meter every time he evades an attack. Could you imagine having him on a team with old Ben lead? So, say if there's right. like five droids, he's got plus 45% evasion, plus another 15% evasion, and be gaining 55% turn meter when he evades. Exactly. It's nuts. Or I, mean, I just, And that means even if he has low attacks, he's going to be attacking more. Yeah. It's kind of like the whole uh, B2 doesn't attack for very much, but holy crap, he attacks a lot. Yeah, I mean, so. Yeah, that's like increasing his speed like crazy, especially if they're actually attacking him. That's. Exactly. I, and I, some I, of those droids do AoE attacks, so there's a good chance he yep. gets attacked a lot. I think yeah. that Unique may be the main reason alone why he is. Or why EA just said that he would be useful in the next raid yeah definitely that's a that's a different that definitely is unique i said definitely like three times there that was awesome that is definitely unique so it makes him interesting to me and once i finish chief nebit i don't really have anything slotted to go after so i'm thinking maybe i'll just slot in ugnot just to see where he how he does yeah i just would not have been a thought for anyone like a month ago no, hell no. And I just finished HK, so I may start farming Ugnaught too and just kind of see where it goes. Yeah. Be interesting. Yep. Well, the uh, the next one we've got is I'm a Gun D. Uh, Jedi, obviously. He has potency of 29%, which is a little bit on the lower end of all these guys we're talking about. Um, but his basic attack, deal physical damage to target enemy with a 50% chance to inflict defense down for two turns. If the target is a droid, then the attack deals 100% more damage and has a 100% chance to inflict defense down. So almost the exact same as Ugnaught. Quite similar, yep. That's yeah, defense down and 100% more damage. That, so that is not too shabby. This is just now registering before we kind of go into the next character we have to talk about. It seems like defense down is pretty popular among these guys. Uh, so, I mean, if you have someone... That, if you even have one or two of these characters that you can throw on a team that already does quite a bit of damage, I mean, if you can get defense down on one of those droids, it should definitely help with putting down some damage. 
I mean, I'm not exactly sure how the defense works, but I know it's there's definitely a difference when a character has defense down versus not as far as how much damage they take. So, Well, I know my Phasma always puts defense down on the Rancor during the door phase. Yep. And you can see a little bit of damage increase there. So, Oh, yeah, for sure. I will definitely take it on anyone in a raid. I like that. Offense down, even better. But defense down works for me, too. Yep. I'm hitting him harder. I hear you. So, yeah, I like this I'm a Goon D. I think once I finish my Dengar and Jawa Engineer farm, he'll be the one I go after in the guild shop. He always pops in on that far right node where it's Luke and Snowtrooper in I'm a Goon D, I think. Uh, I think Ray's on the right for me, but I don't ah, remember. She's in the middle for me. <laughs> Interesting. So, well, all right. Uh, the next one we have is another Jedi. Um, well, and now that I say that, uh, I'm a Gundy's leader ability gives Jedi's a chance to counterattack. So that could be an interesting combination too against these droids. Is a I'm a Gundy lead with Eth Koth. Possibly. Oh, snap. Yeah, that'd be nice. So, Eth Koth has a 43% potency. His basic is 100% chance for defense down against droids, and that lasts for three turns. Which is huge. Nothing, none of these other guys did anything for three turns. No. That's crazy. Yeah. And, uh,. He's probably a character that a lot of people have just because how easy is farm as a Jedi. Um, I was going to say, I have him, and I I actually put the credits into him last night to level him from 70 to 80 because knowing that I wanted to try him in the raid, and he's one step away from gear 9, so I'm about to get him to gear 9 and wait for the raid to come out just to see what he can do. Nice. Because I had him. I didn't want him, but I farmed him because he was easy to get my 7-star Yoda. And now, it's actually looking like it might pay off to have him, even though I didn't think it ever would. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, so I think you're right. I think a lot of people probably do have him. If they have a 7-star Yoda, they'll probably have him ready to go, too. Yep, hopefully. Um, his special... Does 100% ability block against droids for three turns. And then, yeah. That's a pretty awesome uh, stat there, too. Ability block. None of the other guys. That's another way this guy can add on to what the other guys have because none of them had the ability block debuffs. That's nice. Especially if you can land it on the main guy, who I'm sure has some... Badass stuff. Yep, that's exactly what I was thinking. I'm not sure what his cooldown is on that, but I would guess probably four turns at least since it lasts three, but it'll be interesting to see what he can do, especially against maybe a Grievous or uh, some of those other droids that I assume are going to be annoying as hell. And then uh, he also has plus 35% critical chance and plus 20% critical damage against droids. So. Yeah, that's that's a lot of extra bonus there. 
Yeah, it's 35% crit chance in a 100% crit chance uh, system is a nice number there. Yep. So that's gonna be pretty cool. To see how that works out. I uh, I'd like to hear back. You know, once we get that raid going, if anyone has Imagundi and Ethkoth, if maybe pairing them together works or. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I guess it'll just be interesting to see what kind of combinations actually come up. Do you have any other thoughts, just kind of general thoughts on either these characters or anti-droid teams of any sort? I don't think so. I think we got a good handle on it. I think the best way to put them together, like you're saying, is I'm a Gundy, maybe starting with him as a leader with Eeth Koth and maybe throwing... Kaigon in there for some turn meter manipulation, maybe a Yoda to get foresight on your guys, and another Jedi if you want, or just throw Ray or Geonosian soldier in there. That would be a pretty good anti-droid team, I think. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool to see. Or and maybe some of these other Jawas with a full Jawa team, or just find a way to get them to work with a droid team against the droids. That might work pretty good. Yep. I think Ugnot could fit in any team because he clearly is not dependent on anyone to do what he has to do. Yeah, that's true. So, I don't know. That's about all I can think of. Cool. Well, that's it for us this week. Hope you all enjoyed the episode. We are starting something new this week because we all know how much you love Jerry. Jerry being Magma Trooper, the guy who can't get anything right in his life ever. We figured you'd like to little know a little bit more about Jerry, so we're going to start a, a weekly Jerry fact, and Wink has your Jerry fact for you this week. All right. What is Jerry's favorite snack? I don't know what Jerry's favorite snack is. What is it? All right. Jerry's favorite snack is roasted marshmallows. hey oh Magma Trooper. I love it. I don't like marshmallows, but... Good for Jerry. Oh, they're awesome in s'mores. He must be a s'more fan. That's what it is. (laughs) That's probably what it is. (laughs) All right, guys. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next week. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to the Shattered Order podcast. Happy gaming, and may the force be with you.